I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for The French Dispatch, 355, and our movie of the week, The Suicide Squad. Mr. Villalobos. Yes, sir. How are you doing today, sir? Doing pretty awesome. How about you? All right, all right. Pretty good, man. Pretty solid weekend. Yep. Spent a lot of time in the theaters watching a few movies, hmm. but I want to talk about a few trailers that I dropped to you recently, man. Let's talk about this Wes Anderson flick, The French Dispatch. What are your thoughts? So I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I understand what it's doing, but it, it, it really went over my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's very kind of eclectic trailer. Yeah. From what I understand of it, it, it's basically like a bunch of stories within a movie, right? Is what it's mm-hmm. going to kind of be. So it's kind of all over the place in there. I, I didn't really, I didn't see any like actual story in that trailer. It was just like a bunch of random stuff. So it kind of went over my head, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. So Wes Anderson, I don't know if you've seen any of his movies. My favorite is The Fantastic Mr. Fox. And Isle of Dogs was, was pretty good as well. He's a different type of movie maker. Mm-hmm. Everything, like, I think the perfect word to use is eclectic. It's out there. He has a style. He's a visual style that's like his own. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie itself is going to be a love letter to old school writers, old school right. uh, newspaper companies and businesses and stuff like that, and how they tell their stories and how they kind of put them together. I think that's what it's really telling. Now he's going to do that in the most zany, weird, fun, <laughs> hilarious way possible. Cause he does in all of his yeah. movies. He just has a really dope style that I just love seeing. And it's different from the stuff that we're normally watching. You know what I mean? So right. um, this is not a movie that I will be watching in the theater. I don't watch any of Wes Anderson's movies in the theater, <laughs> but I'll definitely post up on the couch, grab a drink, grab a snack, and mm-hmm. we'll definitely be enjoying it whenever it comes out on HBO max. Cause everything goes to HBO max. So yo man, 
uh, female-driven, led, let's stop World War Three movie. <laughs> three, five, five. Talk to me, man. What were your thoughts? So we got basically these four international agents. Badasses. And that's what they're doing, the whole movie, just being badasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that pretty sum, pretty much sums up the whole thing. <laughs> it's another one with a fun cast. And yeah, they're just, looks like they're, just, they're traveling around the world, right? Like, so we're going to see a bunch of locations and whoever this is, they're hunting to get this weapon back as they're taking them all over the place. Yeah, man. This one's directed by Simon <laughs> Kinberg. Uh, he did just recently direct that uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. We won't talk about it, but... <laughs> Uh, Simon Kimberg is also a, a great writer known for a lot of movies. So he did like X2. Uh, he wrote part of X3. He did some mm-hmm. of the, he produced some of the Kingsman movies, wrote a little bit nice. on those as well. So he has a, a, a good style and flair. He's trying to get into more directing now. So this is his second outing. He picks up Jessica Chastain. He had it in, in Dark Phoenix, but she's like, she has a big role in here. Mm-hmm. This movie, I'm definitely in the theaters for, man. This this looks fun. Yeah. If you throw international espionage, you know how I am right. about my, my Bond movies, right? Oh, yeah. If you throw like female driven, I mean, like Ridley Scott, how, how what, what he did for like female characters and James Cameron in the same exact way, like that's my jam. I love seeing powerful right. women like take control and like save the day right and you've got this like beautiful cast of just people sebastian stain and um edgar ramirez like hunks you know what oh, i yeah. mean mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with all these beautiful ladies as well and just glo- <laughs> globe trotting shooting blowing up stuff like you gotta watch a movie like that on the biggest screen possible yeah that's why i'm gonna be in the theater man that's gonna be a fun flick mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's gonna be a good one man. i'm pretty excited about that one that comes out in January 2022. Nice. So uh, what did you check out in the theater this weekend? Free Guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, man. He uh he continues to amaze me with his with his acting chops, man. He's just Right. He's up there. He's he's a leading man. <laughs> I'm going to try to get to that one. This probably it's coming up Sunday. Check that one out. Good deal, man. Good deal. You said you saw uh you and the wife saw Jungle Cruise, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What'd you talk? We this is what we haven't talked about. What'd you think about that, man? It was a a mixed bag of feelings in there. It started out, you know, just kind of telling that story, but it was it was full of action. The action in it was fun. I mean, the fighting with you know just people or the the creatures and things like that. I think The Rock really puts a lot into those scenes, right? That's his that's his thing. Yeah, and you know his acting is all right, but you know when he's fighting and punching things and just breaking whatever that that's where he's at overall i really enjoyed the movie uh emily blunt you know we don't have to say a lot about her just a fantastic actor man she's she's on top of her game (laughs) and she got to have her accent in this movie yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) right so the the one thing i love about emily blunt man not only is she like ridiculously gorgeous and like shouldn't have you can't have that we said it last week you can't have that accent and be gorgeous like you know it's just really unfair (laughs) uh it's really unfair and and she definitely does this but i like how she just cat how captivating she is on screen in every single frame and she just brings it and there's just so much star power there that 
she's just fun to watch whatever she's doing yeah. man like devil wears prada mm-hmm. the quiet movies what were the uh don't yeah, make a sound place. the quiet place i said what well, yeah. don't make a sound what the hell is wrong with me <laughs> This is why we shouldn't record after 9 p.m. <laughs> don't make a sound. And then don't make a sound part two. That's a, you, that's a spinoff you could do. That's a, no, that's the same movie. No, that's a, that's a Wayne's Brothers, uh, yeah. uh, like, like a scary movie type thing, there right? <laughs> like a, a spoof. <laughs> don't make a sound. If you guys take that, we will sue you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Jungle Cruise was fun. The only thing I did not like about it, if you haven't seen Jungle Cruise by now, watch it. It's on Disney Plus. It's in the theaters. It's great. I felt like I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl. Like a rehashing of that. I mean, you know. Fun. Fun throughout the entire thing. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just like like a scaled down version of it though. Exactly. A smaller smaller situation. (laughs) I mean, you're on water. You're dealing with the undead. The lead character is is not really alive. (laughs) Um, Is the undead or whatever. You have to go get this magical thing. So... You got the captain and you got the the female counterpart. Mm-hmm. Yep, right? yep, yep. You have you also have like the animal, right? So you yep. have uh the, the, monkey. the monkey in those movies. You have the, <laughs> the what jaguar, the cat, whatever yeah. the hell it is. Yeah, the jaguar. <laughs> there was a lot of uh and then they're both Disney movies, man. Like <laughs> I ruined it for everybody. I ruined it for everybody, guys. I'm sorry. Shut it down. Shut the whole movie down. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of copyright. Well, I guess it's the same company. So yeah, like, it's, it's Disney. They're, they're like, eh, it's, it's been 12, 15 years. We could do this again, yeah. right? Just in a different way. <laughs> no, but Jungle, no, Jungle Cruise was definitely fun, man. Definitely yeah. was fun. So highly recommend seeing that on a big screen as well. All right, JV, you ready to hop into our movie of the week, sir? Yeah, man, let's get it. Man, I have been excited for this movie. I'm getting a little sleepy. It's kind of late. This is us recording after 9 p.m. My, yeah. this, is, this is my fault this time. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go ahead and hop in this. We got The Suicide Squad. Uh, this movie yes, came sir. out this year, uh, along with a lot of other great movies that came out this year, like we just talked about, Jungle Cruise. Uh, this yeah. one's actually written and directed by the amazing, talented, probably the best character writer out there right now james gunn yeah just awesome budget for this one was 185 million so far it's only around 120 million the box office but you know we've been seeing that this whole time when these things are dropping in theater and streaming at the same time yeah especially with like hbo max i mean you don't have to pay you know disney you got to pay like what 25 30 bucks Mm mm-hmm to, to stream it, but HBO Max, you don't. Those numbers are pretty skewed. Yep. And not everybody's really going to the theater right now. You know what I mean? It's still not at max. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I watched it in my living room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I did the same thing. I didn't go to the movie theater, so, you know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a huge star cast here. And we're going to start out with uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Idris Alba as Robert Dubois or Bloodsport. John Cena as Christopher Smith or Peacemaker. I couldn't see him the entire movie. I mean, I saw him in the credits, but I don't know. I, didn't, I was wondering where he was at the whole time. I was going to say that joke. You got to before I did. Perfect. 
We have uh, Joel Kinnaman as Colonel Rick Flagg. Sylvester Stallone as the voice of the Nawe or King Shark. Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Peter Capaldi as the Thinker. David Dasmoshin as Abner Creel or Polka Dot Man. And then Daniela Melkor as Cleo Cazzo or Ratcatcher 2. And there are a lot of other big stars in this one, but I'm just going to mention those because they are through the whole film. They made it past the first 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I was going to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, boy. JV, man, uh, we definitely want to talk about this movie. So go ahead and give us that uh, quick synopsis, sir. So we have a group of criminals. Uh, they're sent on a mission, not by choice, to destroy Jotunheim. So this is not the same Jotunheim where you know Odin found little blue baby Loki. Damn it, that was my joke. I was literally right. about to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get turned around with you know Michael Rooker, uh, Sean Gunn, Taka Waititi, it, Idris. You know, get you turned around the wrong franchise real fast. <laughs> Well, let me mark out that so, joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, the, this team of criminals, they go on this mission, they discover a dirty secret, and they end up having to take down an extraterrestrial in the form of a starfish, which is not slang for butthole in this instance. Just FYI. So, we really shouldn't record after 9 p.m., guys. Yeah. Okay. This is. This is our, this is our fault, and by and by us I mean Clyde. So me. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's go ahead and jump into the plot of this movie. So you kind of gave us a quick synopsis here. Yeah, we have a squad of villains to stop a dictator. Right, mm -hmm. way better than the plot of the first movie already. Like mm -hmm. just just if you just say that, right? It's it's more it's more streamlined. It's real uh, that people can get behind. Yeah. It's simple, and it leaves room for a lot of the characters to breathe mm -hmm. and not have to be bogged down with the plot of what they're actually trying to do, right? And, like, <clears throat> the thing that, that I really liked about this is it's a very simple plot, um, and the beauty, beauty is, you know, the team and how dysfunctional they are and how they have to work together, and just the jokes and the animosity and the yeah. craziness and King Shark trying to eat people along the way, you know, it's just <laughs> what James Gunn does is is take characters. He did it with Guardians as well. He takes these characters mm -hmm. that nobody really knows about. Honestly, I've never I've been a DC fan my whole life. I've never heard of Polka Dot Man or Bloodshot, right. Bloodsport or uh, Peacemaker. I think I've heard of Peacemaker, maybe, but never really read a comic or saw him in anything. Ratcatcher, never, but. He takes no. these like obscure characters and breathes amazing life in them and make them really cool. And you know they're kind of kind of weird. Yep. Right. But he makes this movie around around that. So even though you have a dude who's shooting polka dots out of his body, <laughs> you know he makes it do something cool. You know it's something cool that happens. It's not just like okay, his polka dots are flying around. The things incinerate everything. Right. So you got to kind of give it that flair at the end in order for it not to be just nonsense. Yeah. And like what James Gunn does best, man, he's just deep in the characters and understanding them and giving them all just something to do. Right. You, sometimes when you have yeah. like large ensemble cast, some people are left off. 
right? You you might yeah. they might get introduced, they might do one or two things, uh, but they're not really central to the plot. Like it could be the Indiana Jones effect where you take them out of Raiders of the Lost Ark and the movie still happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. He he does a good job of making sure everybody has screen time. Um, and they are they're worthy of the screen as well, which I just love. But yeah, they all kind of have a job, right? Yeah, you know this. Yeah, this what they do. They get dropped into Corto Maltese, man. I think this is the first time in cinema history that we've actually been to Corto Maltese, right? We talked about it in '89 Batman. I think they talked about it before in a couple other DC films, but. This is the first time that we're at this fake DC South American <laughs> country, right? Yeah. And we're here and they have a job to do, man. They're they're sprawled out across this whole country and uh we're we're there with them every step of the way, man. So it's definitely fun. Yeah, they did a real good job as far as the the backdrop of like you said it it being a you know fake Corto Maltese. But, you know, some of these other DC movies, you, you get in there and they get the CGI going and it just, you can't fall into it. Yeah. You know, you're looking at it like, okay, this is, and obviously a fake place, this whole thing, CGI, you can tell everything. But this one was a little tougher. I mean, you know what it is and you know they're on a soundstage and they're using the green screens a lot. But I feel like a lot more went into the the veil of that and covering that up more. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And we'll we'll jump into that when we get to the sets here. I, I love where your head is at, man. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into these characters and let's start at the top, man. Uh, this is her third outing now as Harley Quinn, still crazed homicidal woman. Yes, um, with a very. pinch with a penchant to kill people with style. Um, <laughs> I I really like her in this movie better than I liked her in her own movie with that cast and in the in the first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. She's free to be her own woman without Joker in the background, without him yeah, you know, the possibility of seeing him or worried about some guy that she has to bow to like she did in in her movie with Ian McGregor's Black Mask mm-hmm. character, right? I want people to watch this movie. This movie is fantastic. This movie is great. So as far as giving things away, I don't want to do that too much. But there is one scene of hers where there's like a breakout scene. And mm-hmm. just describing it, it's deadly. It's gory. It's beautiful. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's stunning. <laughs> all at the same time, man. And you will fall if you haven't already. You will fall in love with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn uh, yeah. because of this scene alone, man. And I love how she spent most of the movie in that dress. <laughs> like, you know, the, the first one, she's walking around with her butt out the whole time. Yeah. And this one, she's she's a little more classy in this one, right? She thinks she's a princess. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she was definitely fun, man, with with watching mm-hmm. her in that. And that, that goes to show, once again, James Gunn, go back to the character development. Yeah. He could have went the, you know, slutty Harley Quinn style that's been so popularized now by, by so many Instagram women. But oh, yeah, <laughs> he put a dress on her, man, you know, put her, yeah. put a dress on her and some combat boots and was like, hey, go save the world. Yeah. <laughs> <was> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Movie theaters are back open. And I've been using my Regal Unlimited Pass to see literally everything on the planet. Uh, you know, I walked in there and ready to get my normal order. Large popcorn and a large cherry Coke. One of the amazing crew members at the Starlight Cinema here in Charlotte stated they no longer carry Coke products. <laughs> but now only carry Pepsi products. All right. Well, Regal, uh, there was one free promotion for you. So uh, just hit us up for the next one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but it, but anyways, uh, just curious about where you're going with the whole Coke-Pepsi situation. I mean, I get it. They now serve Pepsi. But they don't even have wild cherry Pepsi, man. That is literally my That's jam every time I go to the movies. Large popcorn, large cherry flavored cola. It's just sad, and it's messing up my whole movie going experience, man. <laughs> Javi, uh, this is really messing with me, man. What what is your go to at the movie theater concessions? Oh, uh, I stick with the large popcorn, and usually go for root beer. Oh, there's there's always a root beer. I mean, one brand or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, a box. Don't. I don't want to have the uh, the bag, but a box of Sour Patch Kids if I'm Ooh. feeling adventurous that day. Nice, nice, nice. So interesting, right? And that's I'm not a real like sweets guy at the movie outside of my mm-hmm. cherry coke. But I had a buddy in college who would put Reese's Pieces <laughs> and M and M's in his popcorn and go to town. He said it was this this crazy mix of salt and sweet and chocolate and peanut butter. It's just it was just entirely too much stuff going on, and I don't share popcorn with people anyway, unless you're my wife. So right. you know. So you wouldn't you didn't share that large number one combo if I'm ever uh, <laughs> uh, a little low in my pockets. No, okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know, and as always, uh, we like to hear from our listeners as well and see uh, what you guys enjoy the theater. And you can contact us on our socials. Yeah, guys, you can always find us and communicate with us on Facebook at Movie in a Pod, and on Twitter and Instagram at Symbol Movie in a Pod. Cool, man. Let's move over to uh, the newest edition here. One of the newest editions. We've got Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Talk to me, man. What'd you think of him? You know, this dude has a, a real strong voice, right? And his his personality as Bloodsport, I really enjoyed. You know, he's he's kind of a realist. And then also his gadgets. This armor he has on that's kind of like a, a living thing. It's his uh he doesn't have to carry around a duffel bag with him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just like pieces of this armor. Uh you got the chest pistols. He takes this whole rifle assembly off his hips. Which was badass. <laughs> yeah. Then he has that little flamethrower, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he had a lot of cool stuff going on for this one. He's a marksman assassin. You know, he has that <laughs> suit of weapons that you just talked about. He's cool. He's slick. He's British. Probably should be the first black Bond, but we'll go from there. And, and a, a natural born <laughs> leader is what Bloodsport is. You know, he doesn't yeah. think he is, uh, but he does have some leadership qualities, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. In the making of of this movie, we talked about the trailer for King Richard last week. Uh, people thought Deadshot was actually replacing Will Smith, who was shooting King Richard during the filming of this movie. 
on that he was going to be recast, but Gunn decided to use a different DC character, which I think was a was a great move. Oh man, far better, far yeah. better, man! It leaves room for Will Smith to come back as Deadshot mm-hmm. and keeps Bloodsport here, who is just a different character. And he's badass, yeah. and he's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not worth it to to cut that role like that. I mean, so many DC characters, he, he made a great decision. Yeah. Spe- especially when you're bringing back actors that are the same characters from that first movie, too. Yep. So you got you to gotta keep it rolling the right way with these guys. <laughs> Let's move over here to... Uh... Probably the funniest character, but my least favorite character, uh, John Cena's Peacemaker, man. <laughs> this guy's arrogant. He's kind of a crazed asshole, and he's a lot like Bloodsport, you know, skill-wise. He's, he's skill exactly Bloodsport. He's exactly <laughs> skill-wise, which is funny yeah. because they, they James Gunn has them playing off each other very well. Just the yeah. scene going through the, the camp itself oh, and, how, and how they're trying to one-up each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It doesn't get any funnier than that, man. <laughs> but like, but like, toward at the end of that scene, you're just like, oh, that was that was messed up, man. Yeah. And John Cena's like comically gigantic. Oh my god, he's huge. Like, yeah. his arms are so gigantic, and it's just, and then then the uniform is super tight. <laughs> so, just his movements and what he's doing, it's like. He's just so relaxed. You know, he shoots a guy in the head. It's like, you know, he just shoots the dude and keeps walking. He, like, picks his nose. And <laughs> just the attitude was really, really good. Yo, man, did you see his first movie, John Cena? It was called, like, 12 Rounds or 13 Rounds or whatever. Did you ever see that? I don't think so, no. Dude could not act a lick in that movie, right? It was directed by Rennie Harlan. I'm going off topic r- real quick, I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was directed by Rennie Harlan. And it was actually was a good premise and actually a good movie. It was one of those WWFE okay. Uh, produced movies 12 rounds is what it was called gotcha it was not a bad movie he just really couldn't act so from him then it might have been like early 2010s 2011 2012 something like that to him to him now and he's definitely upped his game as far as acting and character acting man so <laughs> yeah and he did a good job standing side by side with uh, uh idris in this one i thought yeah um I, you know it's hard to keep up with a person like that but he, he did his thing. <laughs> you know, Cena plays a uh, quote unquote good guy uh, with a <laughs> with a horrible way to find peace. That's his, his yeah. gimmick. Uh, <laughs> Whatever he's got to do for liberty, right? <laughs> which, which I think that's what makes it like funny. What make him like my least favorite character? Because I'm I always yeah. root for the I never root for like the villains or the bad guy, and he thinks he's a good guy, but. In a very dangerous, cynical way. And yeah. that that's what makes it funny. Least favorite out of the group, but definitely the funniest, man. And like his just the way that he delivers some lines. Yeah. You're just rolling, man. You're almost like <laughs> spitting up your beer or your pop or whatever you're drinking. Yeah, he just he he uses that arrogance so well and like just this platform, I guess James Gunn gave him to where he can give this character that little bit of, of, of douchery, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and play it off as, you know, I'm just I'm just doing my job. 
<laughs> we got also uh, Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flag, Colonel Rick Flag. Um, he's back, and I'm glad that they brought uh, Rick Flag back. He is the leader of the Suicide Squad, but this time he's. Have you noticed he's a lot less uptight and more fun compared to the first movie? Yeah, well, this one he's kind of more part of the team right off the bat, rather than that enemy like yeah. he was in the first one. First one, he was an enemy all the way to the end of the movie. Yeah. And then this one right up front, they all know the deal. They're not fighting each other. They're not doing this, that, or the other. That was his difference in personality that I caught right off the bat. And, you know, he has the, um, he has that damn yellow Bugs Bunny t-shirt <laughs> for the movie. And I thought that was like a cool thing. I think that was like a, a bullseye to be like, hey, guys, I'm not a douche this time. Right. You know, I'm, I'm right. here to have, a, I'm here to have a good, good time. Uh, just him with the sombrero and, and the bar with them. Like he was just one. I really like Joe Kinnaman and, and him as Rick, Rick Flagg was really, really good. Um, he's just fun in this movie and another badass man. Still the military style still, yeah. still brings it on hard. Uh, just really a joy to watch on the, on the screen. So he plays a leader and he does it quite well. Like Joel himself and anything that he does, he just is a really good natural-born leader. Like, that's his acting chops, and he does it quite well, man. Amanda Waller, Viola Davis. Man. I mean, she's it. She, she's Amanda Waller. I mean, <laughs> she's got the attitude, and she's got that very forceful voice as yeah. well when she talks. You know, she is still a badass. Oh, yeah. Still not to be messed with. Still somebody who will kill a member of the team because they made one wrong step. Yeah, I mean, even in the, the first one, she was the same exact way. Oh, she has not like, changed, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think in the first one, she actually, like, pops a few of the the agents, right? Because they're not yep. the right level of, sec of security or whatever, clearance. So she just offs two agents. It's like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> You know, she's like, she's the leader of this, of this Argus, which is a secret top, whatever, uh, yeah. operative. And she gets results with the suicide squad teams, man. That's her mm -hmm. whole thing by any means necessary. Yep. Uh, she would do whatever it takes, jump over anybody's back, step on anybody's back. She does not care. And mm -hmm. the, her job is to get the job done. The thing with Amanda Waller that I always thought was interesting in the comic books and Viola Davis's portrayal of her is like she is such like an alpha female, which you don't see mm -hmm. much in comics, mm -hmm. which is awesome. But like, who do I just want to know who the hell she reports to? We've never <laughs> seen that, man. I want to know who she has to go like do a mission debrief to and be like, this is what we got done. Are they like, hear me out? Yo, like Waller, like you're crazy as shit, and you didn't have to do all that. Or are they like you did a good job? You know what I mean? Like, right. Who is that person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's somebody that's got to be messed up as well. Gotta but, be, man. But that's the her whole thing, right? She she's got these people who don't report to anybody. They're not part of the military. They're not part of nobody. So they can go do whatever, do whatever, wherever, and. If they come back cool, if they don't, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get back into the sets here, man. So we talked about that the entire movie, outside of that control room with Amanda Waller's in, uh, they're in beautiful Corto Maltese, which is this fake South American country that DC created. <laughs> 
I, I know the first time I ever heard the, 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 those words together was in Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. Um, Vicky Vale, played by the amazing Kim Basinger, uh, did like a piece about the Corto Maltesians or Tesians or however it's pronounced. Harley had that problem in the movie, didn't she? Harley had that problem too, right? <laughs> <laughs> From there, I've seen it in DC Comics. Uh, I've seen it in some of those DC animated movies about the Corto Maltese. It was really popular in Frank Miller's uh, seminal 1989, the, maybe not 89, maybe a little before that, 87, The the Dark Knight Returns. Um, yeah, man, what'd you think about this? I know you talked about it briefly during the plot piece, but if you want to dive in a little bit more, man. Yeah, I can a little bit. Uh, you know, we know when we're watching these movies, we got a mix of CGI and we got a mix of the real sets that they're on yeah this one did a good job of blurring that line between where the the actual set starts and where the green green screen green screen starts and that that's one of the issues i've always had with like the dc movies is when you're looking at them and you're looking at you know obviously like metropolis and gotham you know they're not real. They're not real places, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when they're putting this CGI in, you can always tell that. I felt like this one did a lot better job of blurring that line, where it was harder to tell. You know what was real and what wasn't. It was a gorgeous place, man. As far as a a, a South American country, you know it had the beach, it had the jungle. You know it had some like downtown city kind of nightlife yeah. ordeal. Um, that was dirty and grungy and looked fun at the same exact time. Uh, you know, it has a big ass fortress, a couple of towers. Uh, Gun makes Corto Maltese like a dope vacation spot. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, dude, first plane out, let's go. But also yeah. <laughs> a place that I would probably get captured and die very easily, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like it'd take much. That scene where they're in the bar, that yeah. that set piece where it's like just a little small, small little little hole in the wall, bunch of people crammed in there, everybody's dancing, having a good time. That was one of the the fun funnest parts of the movie, I thought. And maybe with John Cena dancing, uh, Polka <laughs> Dot Man dancing, everybody's having a good time. And <laughs> Polka Dot Man was getting it. Polka Dot Man was, was getting it, bro. Like, <laughs> He was he was he was having the best time of his life until <laughs> yeah 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 that got weird that got strange real quick man so Messina's going and he's got that like little shirt on so it's like it keeps coming up and showing off his stomach and stuff the whole movie Not the entire hilarious because he's so well gigantic just, dude might as well just been been naked the movie you know what I mean just might as well was close enough well that was something too you know you never saw anybody in this movie lose their shirt yeah man most yeah. it's fun it's funny you say that most action flicks you know you gotta have the superhero chris pratt in guardians right yeah and gotta mm-hmm. have the shirt off or something this everybody stayed uh except for the weasel in the beginning mm-hmm. i mean he was naked i mean he was just out he was, just he was out there. no pants <laughs> No, even King Shark had pants. You know? Yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he did have short. He had like board shorts on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> board shorts. He had some like rip corn, rip curl, yeah. or some Hurley shorts or something, man. Yeah. About to catch a wave, bruh. <laughs> 
Oh man, so um, Ooh, I don't want to. I don't want to take too much time on here, but uh, I just want to talk about Gun and the way that he uses music. Real quick, mm-hmm. he has a way with using very popular music in his movies. It mm-hmm. continues that trend with this one as well. Um, yeah. You know, he uses Johnny Cash, Kansas, the Pixies, some other ones as well, just to make this this wild, bloody ride more fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And he uses it at the weirdest times, right? But it, it just works, man. I don't really know how to really. I don't really know how to describe it. It just works in every scene that he uses these like really poppy, catchy type songs that we all know and love, and they just work in this movie, man. A lot of a lot of directors and composers when when they get into the the room together, they just go. Like I don't really know what the feeling is. Let me just fill in some music here, or or mm-hmm. put put a put this sound sound here. But every tension, every beat, every like dramatic pulse, there's yeah. the right piece of music for for that. Uh, James Gunn also has this way, right? Especially with like his animated or digital characters, like King Shark or mm-hmm. Groot. Or, or like Ratchet or whatever, he has a way to make you feel for these characters in the way that he amps it up. Is not only are they cute and cuddly, even though he's a big ass shark, is like the music that plays when they're around, man. It just makes you fall in love with these digital characters that are not real. Like, yeah. <laughs> I fell in love with a big ass tree. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, and not to jump back to the characters too much but we gotta get a hand give it a hand to uh sean gunn oh dude i mean he played he actually played the weasel yes yes he did he was the weasel <laughs> and then he had a you know actual face cameo in the, in the prison part which was pretty funny hilarious i want to give a little, little credit to, to sean gunn so yeah sean gunn having to sean gunn is, Jam- is james's uh brother who he always works with so just just fantastic <laughs> man and uh, just put him he can be the stand-in for the for the two-foot raccoon <laughs> he's gotta he's gonna walk around like on his knees all day let's move move forward man i know you wanted me to yeah. uh kind of dive into the theme a little bit i I've, I've been talking about it the entire uh pod here yeah <clears throat> you know gun uses great character development he gives you a very simple plot uh, to emphasize what's needed to be done and that we as people are called to do more, that we can be better. And no matter what your weird, strange, messed up, <laughs> deadly, bloody past is, we all can be great and we're all called. We all have a purpose, right? Yeah. I'm wrapping up my notes when I'm watching this movie earlier and I'm like, wait, is that Taika Watiti? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's it's like he's the one who's basically driving the point home that everybody has a purpose. <laughs> Even these damn oh, yeah. rats in this movie, like, <laughs> yeah, that was Kaika. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, JV. So that is the Suicide Squad. Uh, what were your thoughts, man? How many buckets of popcorn did you give this flick? Uh, I'm gonna give this one a five out of five. Let's go. Um, I'm not. I can't say nothing. We haven't said through this whole movie about James Gunn or through this whole pod. Yeah, about James Gunn and the way he puts his movies together, the way he uses fictional characters, CGI characters, whoever, uh, and just keeps you like wanting these guys to be better. 
Yeah. You know, you, you invest the very beginning with really their comedy, right? Right off the bat, these guys are funny. They're just like, you know, I do what I had to do. I'm in, I'm in prison now. It's whatever. And so once they start moving forward, you start seeing them build, build themselves up start doing more and more, you know, what they think is good or whatever. And you want them to just, just make better decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agreed, man. So what, uh, what were your thoughts on this flick? What'd you rate it? The character death alone is the best I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. You love all these characters and you know, you want to take your eyes off the screen. Everybody is captivating. What James Gunn does and how he puts together these characters, the music, uh, all these beautiful action scenes, all these characters, man. It's just a really fun wa- ride. I wanted mm-hmm. to continue. I did not want this two yeah. and a half hour movie to stop. I was like, <laughs> give me three more hours of this. Give me right. James Gunn's uh, HBO Max, The Suicide Squad, like gun cut. You know what I mean? Like, give, give me that. Give me the gun cut. Oh, right. I want segments. Just throw I want, it all in there. Yeah, throw it all in there. Don't put leave anything on the editing floor, man. <laughs> this movie gets five buckets of popcorn from me, man. Uh, this is one of the best movies that I've seen in a very long time. It has literally everything that I need mm-hmm. in a in a uh, summer blockbuster flick. Yeah. It's been a very long time since I've like had this type of experience where everything about it, man, just gives you all the all the emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely does. All right, guys. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through the Suicide Squad. Next week, we'll be talking about the Guy Ritchie-directed film, Rock and Roller. And that is streaming on Showtime. I am Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.